1: The Datable Podcast features real stories from real people of how they make modern dating work or not. Each episode will not only offer you a new perspective on dating, but will also change the way you date. I'm your host, Yue, former dating coach turned dating sociologist. You'll also hear commentary from my producer, Julie Kraftchik and other surprise co-hosts. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Dateable, a show all about modern dating. Let's get right to this topic today. Long distance relationships. Some of you have written in to want to talk about this topic, maybe some of you are in this situation. And we have two live people who are currently in a long-distance relationship. We have Sammy and David here. They're currently in a much shorter-distance relationship than before. It's Portland to San Francisco, but you used to be London to Portland, which is uh, not that close at all. So, just uh, do you guys want to say a little quick hi? Hi. Hi. You're in the same room. I know. Yeah. We're
0: so lucky that we got that. So them. rare. <laughs>
1: so rare. So Sammy's the one that lives in San Francisco. She's 29 years old. As of yesterday, happy birthday. Thank you. (laughs) Has been in San Francisco for 10 months, originally from San Diego, but lived in London for many years. And then we have her boyfriend, David. He's 35 years old, lives in Portland, and has been there for almost 30 years on and off. Born in Northern California. Technically, you guys are in a long distance, monogamous relationship together right now. But you started with a long distance between London to Portland, Mm -hmm. and you were just dating at that point. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that? How did you first meet?
2: So I'll give a little a little synopsis of our first meeting story because I have to do a call out to our uh, long distance heroes, who are our friends, Sophie and Max, whose wedding we met at. Uh, Sophie's one of my best friends. Max is David's best friend from college. And they were actually in a long distance relationship for about five years between Montreal and San Francisco. So a pretty big distance. So we met at their wedding. They got married in France and it wasn't really practical to do, you know, a exclusive serious Mm -hmm. relationship at that point we talked every day but we only really saw each other every few months we would go on some crazy trip we did a road trip around scotland it was great it was an amazing period of our relationship in air quotes now um (laughs) since that wasn't necessarily what we were calling that at that point but we also weren't really experiencing real again in air quotes real life together we were it was all like fun adventures and it was none of the kind of like nitty gritty or the mundane of I think everyday. of an episode
1: of Bachelor. Yeah. That's basically what it is. <laughs> That's a hundred
2: percent. So yeah. you guys met at this wedding.
0: Like what happened then and like why even continue talking to each other?
3: Well, I think it was because my uh like my lines were so great.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Give it's us just, some of those yeah, lines.
3: It was, it was the ice cold game, I think, that did it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Your I believe your opening line was, what would be a good opening line for me to continue talking to you?
1: <laughs> That's it actually was, really endearing. Yeah. It <laughs> was. It was. Although it is a line, yeah, totally, it's a meta line. It's a very meta yeah. line. I don't know how to approach you, so what should I say? <laughs> yeah. so that's a great line. So, how did things progress after you parted ways?
3: Well, we started talking pretty quick. I was pretty nervous about getting in touch with Sammy because we really had just met at this thing. Although we had mutual, very close friends in common for like a decade before that. Yeah, I was nervous about it, but then thought, okay, yeah, I'll play it cool. I'll be, I'll be an awesome dude about this, and I lasted like twelve hours. Mm-hmm. Or so. Something. Mm-hmm. and then I found her online and Found her
1: online as on, in? On like, Facebook, Facebook. okay, yeah. all right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just making
3: sure. Right, now, we were both on Tinder in the same airport. <laughs> and, yeah, and just started talking, I think, I mean, for me at least, it was so nice to have somebody to talk to, partly because Sammy's an amazing conversation partner, but partly also because it was like zero stress to it. It was like, mm. here's a person who like owes me nothing, you know, and to whom I owe nothing other than we just know mm. each other good people because of who our friends are. So it was just like zero pressure, all fun. Yeah. So
0: was there like a romantic vibe the first time or was it more like friends
2: that evolved? No, it was, rom- it was okay. romantic <laughs> from the get-go. Okay. Yeah. Define romantic. Well, I mean... We definitely fooled around at our friend's wedding that we met at. Yes, it was it was quite romantic. We actually didn't have a a room. I was sharing a room with another one of the bridesmaids from the wedding. And uh, our other friends were leaving for the airport at, like, 6 a.m. So, And our friends had gotten married in this beautiful, massive country house in the French countryside. And we just sat and talked in a study in this beautiful old French chateau, basically. Yeah, until the
3: French nobleman who owned it found us there and started yelling in French. And
2: like, <laughs> and luckily I speak French so I could explain what was going on. And, and I was and, like, dude, come on. Well, like, what could you possibly you know? explain? Yeah. <laughs> like, I think French. the visuals yeah. explain themselves. Like we're young lovers trying to get to know each other. (laughs) He's like, All right, cool, you're you're good. You're good. Don't don't worry about it. Yeah, and then when our friends left at six a.m., they were so touched because they thought we had stayed up to see them off. And when they later found out that that wasn't the case, they were a little upset. Like legitimately hurt. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like, why am I going to stay
2: yeah. up till six o'clock in the morning to say goodbye? Well, we to actually you. just want to take over your yeah. room until yeah. check yeah. out.
0: Yeah. Okay, so you guys met at this wedding, and then David reached out.
2: Mm-hmm. What
0: kind of happened
2: from there? Um, so we started talking on FaceTime pretty much every day, sometimes twice a day, and like David was saying, it was a really nice sort of dress free person to talk to. He was in the middle of starting his business. I was already super unhappy with my life in London and with my job. And it was nice to have this person who was sort of unaffiliated with all of these other things and all the messy stuff. And as much as you felt like you were getting to know them, didn't really know the other people involved in your life. We were just sort of talking and talking all the time. And one night I was like, hey, I'm going to be a bridesmaid again in a wedding in San Diego. Do you want to come be my date? Bold. Yeah. And he was like, don't you think we're rushing into this? You know, this seems a little fast. Maybe we should think about this a little bit. And I believe my exact response was, fuck it, right? And he was like, yeah, okay, you've convinced me. God, I
3: sound like such a nerd. Yeah. (laughs)
2: Yeah. That's not
3: at all accurate. That's what happened.
2: Okay, what's your perspective? (laughs) Sammy
3: Sammy told me that she was going to be in California again, but in the context of us talking about people in San Francisco. And she asked if I could get down there pretty easily. And I said, yeah, totally. I have family down here and stuff. And then it, like, sort of, like, after we'd had that conversation, it came out that it was in San Diego. And I said, oh, so are you not going going to San Francisco now and she said, Oh yeah, I'm also going to San Francisco, but not till I go to LA first. Um. And then so this conversation kind of developed into like went from let's go on a date together Mm. to like let's go on a two week road trip together. Oh that's that's the point where I was like, okay, just real quick Is this insane? Yeah. And then the now I said, yeah, "Yeah, fuck, fuck
2: it. it, fuck it, right." Which right. he says to me all the time now. And he actually wrote in a note when he sent me flowers the other day after I had a bad day. He said, <laughs> "Fuck it, right." Without his name. Like, yeah, absolutely. Pure, Pure romance. Huh? And Pure really romance. romance. Yeah. So he agreed to come with me to this wedding and to go on this road trip. And I believe my my next response was, "Cool. I should probably actually ask the bride if it's okay
1: if I bring you,"
2: because it was a month and a half maybe before the wedding. Luckily, she said yes, so it
1: all worked. <laughs> Out. so when you guys met at this wedding the first wedding mm-hmm. what was your situation your dating situation at that point were you seeing people were you getting out of something yeah you go first <laughs> <laughs> no, you go first um,
3: yeah I had been in a relationship um like a super serious relationship that had ended about a year before and had been really bummed out about that for the first six or nine months and after that had been like sort of dating but not yeah, my heart wasn't in it, basically. And the wedding was actually, like, kind of this intense experience for me. One, it really was, like, beautiful and romantic and over the top. It was in the French countryside. How can you not fall in love? And it was like, but yeah. <laughs> you know, and, like, I got really sad for a while because, like, seeing what they had that I was, oh, you know, my mm-hmm. relationship didn't work out. And then sort of had this big cathartic moment where... I thought like, well, you know, here we are, like, let's go have fun. And like, that's immediately the moment where Sammy and I kind of ran into each other. But yeah, up until that point, i had been just sort of like dating on and off, but not in any way that was real meaningful mm-hmm. for me. Okay. I'm making out with lesbians. That was yeah. a big part of that year for me. Well, into life in Portland. Too. Yeah,
0: that's why you went long distance. We gotta figure it out. Yeah,
3: I, I, <laughs> I have a hard time explaining that. Looking back, it was their idea most of the time. I was
0: just like, all right,
1: yeah, okay,
3: okay.
1: I mean, it just gets more and more romantic. Sandy, uh, I fell in love with uh, you because you're not a lesbian. Yeah, <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah, it could progress, you know. <laughs> so, kind of similarly,
2: I had gotten out of a five-year relationship about six months before we met. At the time, I had also just been Dating casually, I had a probably really terrible idea sort of thing with a guy that I worked with. And it was just sort of, it was very much the healing phase post breakup from a long-term relationship. Similarly, also just getting to that moment of feeling like I'm okay and ready to move Mm. forward with my life. Mm. So it was this weird symbiotic thing that we kind of popped up in each other's lives at exactly the same time. So now
1: let's go to this road trip that happened. (laughs) (laughs) You meet up again for the first time. Was this in San Francisco that you met? In San Diego. Oh, you met in San Diego mm-hmm. first, and then you drove to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. What was that first meeting like?
3: Oh, Sammy was so weird about it. You were
0: weird about <laughs> it. <laughs> How long after was this wedding from the last wedding? Three months. Okay, yeah. so not very long. Yeah.
3: No, no, not too long. No, I mean, we were both, I think, we were super a little bit weird. shy. It was
2: really super awkward. Weird. <laughs> yeah,
3: well, because she came, she came to meet me. I had said, you know, I'll just catch a cab to a hotel where everybody in the wedding was staying. And Sammy said she would meet me at the airport. And I, like, saw her sitting in the terminal and i walked over thinking i would be like sneaky and surprise her and i sat down next to her and she just kind of turned and looked at me and she goes
2: hi <laughs> yeah that's pretty accurate um i had i so i had had this whole image in my mind of what it was going to be like and having grown up in san diego i thought i had figured out exactly where i needed to sit to be right, you know, perfectly positioned for where he was going to come out of this door and I was going to stand up and we were going to walk towards each other. Slow-mo, wind blowing your hair. Yeah, exactly. Music softly playing in the background. Of course. So when he sat down (laughs) and I was sort of facing slightly away from him, he was was behind me basically and, you know, he said hi and I turned around and he was sitting there and it had just sort of blown up this whole image I had in my mind (laughs) of what our first meeting was going to be like. So it really, I mean, it just really caught. Me off guard, and I didn't really know what to do. So I was like, Oh, are you hungry? Should we (laughs) go get breakfast? The traffic's going to be really bad at this time of day, so we should go eat breakfast somewhere nearby and wait it out. That was sort of my, I just kind of freaked out.
0: Yeah. So it obviously, got off to a little bit of a rough yeah. start, but I'm assuming it went pretty well overall. Oh yeah. yeah. By by lunch, it
2: was yeah. Fine. yeah. Oh, by yeah. lunch, so, yeah. I mean I, yeah. You're talking to two Jews. We measure time by meals. like, you know, <laughs> you know, Between meals, I, I can yeah. attest to that. Yes.
0: <laughs> so okay. So obviously, you leave this wedding, and then at this point, do you decide like we're dating, or where were you in like your cycle?
3: I mean, we you know we had like like Sammy said, we started talking consistently pretty quick. That didn't much change after California. Okay. Other than, I mean, we kept talking. Mm -hmm. I think for me, I was like really excited to confirm that it was a real thing. Mm -hmm. You know, part of me Mm -hmm. was worried that maybe it was like, I had no reason to suspect that anything was off but it was just like kind of too good to be true at the beginning and I thought well we'll see how it goes down in California and then went great.
1: And when you say you guys were talking all the time what were you talking about? What were you talking (laughs) about? Was there like future planning? Was there anything (laughs) about like your feelings for each other? Yeah I mean David does love to talk about his feelings.
2: (laughs) I do remember you telling me this. I I I I do remember you saying that. I am
3: Crazy for a processing <laughs> session. And I
2: just... too. <laughs> <laughs> you We do have a live
3: studio audience
2: yes. supporting this yes. lovely couple. Yeah, uh, that's been interesting for me, having only ever dated English guys in the past. All of those stereotypes are very true. So being with a guy who likes talking about his feelings is yeah,
3: best coast. <laughs>
2: yeah, just it's all
3: true. feelings all the time.
2: Refreshing, especially in Portland. Portland too. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Just Portland, feelings San Francisco, over. Francisco
3: yeah,
0: for Portland. sure.
2: We so we only really started talking about future plans after that trip to California. was it on that trip that someone had given you advice if you really like her make sure you know when you're going to see each other again as like Mm. the advice for long distance relationships okay which I will attest to and we have had moments over the course of the last year and a half where we have left each other and not known and it's a really terrible feeling it's Mm -hmm. a super sad uncomfortable feeling definitely see that like knowing the plan
0: Mm -hmm. so I guess what was your next plan after California
2: well a big thing that it happened during that trip as we said before ended in San Francisco and during that trip i decided to move to San Francisco from London mm. So that really shifted my kind of life plans in a really big way where I was getting ready to quit my job and pack up all my stuff and move back. There was one trip that I really wanted to do before I left that I had always wanted to do, which was a road trip through Scotland. So we made a plan to meet in New York Mm. for a week right after New Year's. And then we flew back to London together and he stayed with me in London for the last 10 2 weeks that I was working at my last job, right?
3: basically the highest stress possible time to (laughs)
2: to
3: just to like it
2: was not great so how many months
0: after the road trip was this that you guys saw each other
2: it was another three months okay so like
0: every three months you were seeing each other yeah we got into this three months. that's a
2: very good cadence for that
0: distance I mean that's a pretty big distance yeah
2: yeah I mean we've always been really lucky in the fact that because David works for himself he has a lot of flexibility Mm -hmm. so that's been a big help and I know a lot of people don't have that and I think we're really lucky to have that but yeah so He came to London for about two weeks, the last two weeks of my job when I was saying goodbye to, you know, all of my friends from high school and college because I went to high school and college in the UK and it was a very stressful, emotional time, which was a little bit difficult and obviously felt like kind of high stakes because we were just at the beginning of building something. And then we went on this trip to Scotland and like within the first two days just hated each other and like almost like Oh my left. god. Yeah, no, it was real. Yeah. And there was like,
3: not only yeah. was all that stuff going on in Sammy's life, but there was stuff going on in my life too. Yeah. You know, like just like finalizing, having like the sort of final round of saying goodbye with that ex that oh, I had Oh, mm-hmm. so and that, that was
1: still kind of lingering.
3: Well, we weren't like dating anymore, but we were just still in communication, just like sorting everything out. And, Closure.
1: Like, mm. Yeah,
3: and so like all of that came down Sammy's decision to move and me Wrapping up that chapter of my life and all of it Like at the end of that December and then we were Hanging out all of a sudden and it was tough for both of us
0: it's
1: yeah. kind of a lot going
0: from yeah. zero to sixty, like yeah, that. right. Because yeah. you were like, st- I'm assuming you were like, li- like, kind of living together, like when you were there. So it's like, yeah, yeah, you never see someone, then you're like sharing every space with for them.
2: for a month, right? We spent we spent the whole month of wow. January together. So by which the was t- our third date, which was our third date. That's what I call <laughs> our third date. <laughs> yes, that's Jan- a pretty epic third date. <laughs> January 2018 was our third date. Oh my god! Yeah. So
0: I know you mentioned on the road trip you decided to move to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Was David, like, a factor? Like, what was Mm. your thought
2: process? So, um, I actually wrote David a letter before I left London. I'm trying to remember my phrasing because, obviously, when we write, we are so much more eloquent than when we, than when we speak. Um, but, essentially, (laughs) I... remember your phrasing. Okay, go (laughs) ahead. Yeah, I remember it.
3: Yeah, you said, you know, no matter what happens between us, talking to you has helped me come back to myself and, and Mm -hmm. realize that I want to be back in California. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, I don't know if I get full credit for getting her back here, but I, like,
1: there's like, I, but I, you also don't want full credit. No, that's a lot no, of responsibility. No, no. Then if it
0: goes wrong, right? Yeah, yeah. So it was more like you wanted this life shift for yourself, mm-hmm. and it was like an added benefit that you guys would be a lot closer to each other.
1: Yes. Yes. For those months okay. leading up to the Scotland trip, were you seeing anybody else?
2: No. Actually, right before the trip to California, I had completely cut off any situations with anybody
1: else. And was that intentional? Yes. That was very intentional. So you said in your head, you thought Um, I am in a monogamous thing with David. Yeah, it was more, I just wasn't interested in anybody else at that
2: point, which I guess is the point at which monogamy kind of happens. It wasn't necessarily like we'd had a conversation. I didn't feel like he owed that to me in return. Mm. I just felt like I wasn't interested in spending time with anybody else. I wasn't feeling attracted to anybody else. And I was just sort of looking forward to seeing him again.
1: And David was what was your situation
3: yeah it's funny like sammy actually because i think you were the one who sort of outlined that that was the understanding Mm -hmm. i had i had gotten stressed about just the idea of like are we doing this or are we not doing Mm -hmm. this and i remember calling you and and you saying like look dude fuck it
1: we're doing it not
3: not exactly though i mean it was like yeah let's see where this goes and she's like i don't really care what you're up to don't do anything Mm -hmm. stupid or mean Mm -hmm. and and i'll do the same and like we're square here we don't have to have every last little conversation to to be okay between each other as long as we can trust each other. So yeah, like I was still sort of like, I don't know, I think there were probably a couple more making out with lesbians on dance floors or something. (laughs) Like, but by the
1: time- That will never stop in Portland. Yeah, (laughs) well like,
3: I hope not. me then, for the community.
1: (laughs) For
2: the community. I feel like, I feel like it's, it's worth mentioning that we- As individuals and as a couple for a long time, not anymore, but we have this delineation of dance floor makeouts as people who both really love dancing and get really into it, where we don't really count dance floor (laughs) makeouts as like of the same weight or meaning yeah. as non-dance floor yeah, it's like if make- you're <laughs> gonna be on the
1: dance floor you're gonna make out I like, mean that's just comes so you wouldn't count if you if you're doing it right if
3: if doing it. <laughs> <laughs> that was the last that was the last thing for us to give out was dance floor makeouts yeah.
1: Yeah. oh okay so I, you
0: were like okay if you make out that's one thing but dance floor makeout is Yeah. yeah. I, I feel yeah. like
1: David has become like the checkpoint for lesbians on the dance floor yeah. they're just like the annual check of am I still a lesbian yeah. you know? <laughs> I think it's like a uh-huh. makeout session Changed. Still lesbian. Yeah. Still lesbian. Being yeah. <laughs> yep. confirmed. It's a it's really important public. This is, so a, so this I'm really this is an important role that you cannot give up, no matter what. You are a, a huge contributor. No, I, you know what? I passed the torch
3: now, and I'm sure there's Teary. some Teary. other guy out there convincing women that they still don't like you men. Have men. No. <laughs> Sammy you you were the
0: one to let that lucky guy step up (laughs) so okay while you guys while you were in London and you were in Portland
2: how did you deal just like logistically how did you deal with the time zone differences I know oh that was the worst that's (laughs) brutal that was the absolute worst part I mean, it really
3: does yeah. help for me to be self-employed because it meant that like, yeah. a lot of yeah. times we could talk when she got off work and it was like 10 in the morning, my time, I was available to talk for a Oh,
1: bit. see, yeah. that's not bad for you. Yeah. No.
3: <laughs> I remember Sammy complaining though because she would often talk to me like at the end of the night and she'd be like tired yeah. or like had to yeah. deal with shit all day or whatever it was. Difference in energy. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'd be like, hey!
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm away." Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: So I did the long distance for six weeks, so not nearly as long as you guys did, but through the London time zone. Mm-hmm. And I think what But what I found helped was scheduling in advance, Mm -hmm. knowing that like things could change, but at least having that Mm -hmm. date again. Did you guys have any like coordination that way or how did you handle things or just call whenever?
2: Yeah, we did definitely do some scheduling because I remember missing calls that we had scheduled a couple of times, which, you know, very rightly hurt his feelings a lot. might describe myself as frazzled. As a a bit of a frazzled, chaotic person, I think you would probably agree with that. So sometimes I just get like caught up in what's going on and... To me, it it didn't carry quite the same weight that it did with him. Not that talking to him wasn't meaningful and important, but it was just sort of like, well, if we're not going to talk right now, surely we can talk in a couple of hours. But just sort of like honoring those commitments and honoring those times mm-hmm. uh, became clear was really important. So I stopped missing scheduled. So how how did you yeah.
1: communicate that, David?
3: I mean, I think it took me a while to figure out what was going on. I sort of like knew intellectually that that was a certain sort of sore point for mm-hmm. me, but didn't hadn't really like had to. Figure that out because like I said I mostly wasn't dating at all when I was it was just like so like I don't know I'll see you when I see you like (laughs) nobody was investing in anybody so I kind of didn't understand it until I went through it with Sammy and to her credit like once I was able to explain it clearly she was like super solid about it but it took me a while to even understand why I was getting so upset about it and it was just like oh yeah because I've had some unreliable people in my life Mm -hmm. right and I was worried that this would turn out to be that and it uh, hypersensitive to it, you mm-hmm. know? So, like, even a little bit of evidence in that direction, I was like, oh, we're, everything is damned.
0: Even when mm-hmm. you're, like, in the same city as someone and you're away from them, yeah. you start to have your mind wander. So, I'm, like, I'm thinking about, like, being in a totally different time zone, a different, mm-hmm. like, environment completely where you really have no idea, like, what their life is mm-hmm. and, like, how you dealt with that. I guess, like, from your perspective, like, did that come up? Like, how did you kind of manage having, like, separate lives and then also bringing them together?
3: The time zone made it weird, too, right? Because I would (laughs) talk to Sammy in the evening, but she would talk to me in the morning. Right. So, like, I think at first I would, like, if I wasn't talking to you, I'd be like... She's probably out on a date and then I'd feel bad about it. And later mm-hmm. I was like, no, I talk to her at the end of pretty much every night. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if those kind of things crossed your mind.
2: Oh, yeah, definitely. But also I was like asleep when it was your nighttime. And so if I woke up and I didn't have text from you or something, I might mm. think...
1: But Another you, lesbian yeah, on the dance floor. And just <laughs> just Man,
2: everywhere in Portland. Such a magnet. <laughs> trying to make out with my boyfriend. Oh, but you weren't my boyfriend then, so it was okay. And
0: in dance floor makeouts were okay. Yeah, oh, that's true. That's true, okay. yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's actually been really beneficial about being in a long distance relationship because you are forced to trust that person in a way that you might not be forced to trust them when there is really close proximity. Mm. In terms of leading separate lives and kind of bringing those together, definitely when we first started dating, it was interesting because, you know, usually when you date someone, they start meeting your friends. So when they talk about things that are happening and people and stuff you have an idea of who they're talking about and realistically like you just have no fucking idea who they're talking about right. for a really long time and you kind of just have to humor them and try to piece it together yeah. and it's like a test of how much you care about that person that you're willing to sit and listen to them talk about you know people <laughs> who you don't know and you've never met and at this point like besides your attachment to that person have no reason to care about they're essentially a fictional character as far as you're concerned at that point we we've been quite lucky because My group of friends in San Francisco is David's group of friends in San Francisco. Right. Okay. So there was no necessity to introduce him to people, to worry about if he was going to get along with people. Mm -hmm. You know, in that sense, it was super seamless. And then I feel quite lucky that his close group of friends in Portland are just an incredible group of people who I've gotten along with really well, some of whom have come to visit me without him. I was going
0: to ask you, like, how did things shift? Like, I know you're still long distance Portland to San Francisco, but clearly Mm -hmm. that's a very different distance. Than Portland to London. Mm -hmm. How have things
2: changed in terms of long distance and how have they stayed the same? We see each other a lot more. How often? So we have a new rule. The longest we went recently was right before mid-December we went six weeks without seeing each other. Okay. And that was we decided too long. Not having it. (laughs) We were like nope not doing that again. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Seems to work out to about a week a month right now.
2: Yeah so we're trying not to go any longer than three weeks
1: without seeing each other. And then when you do see each other it's for a
3: full week. Typically I mean sometimes Sammy can just sneak up for a weekend Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. but for me to come down here may as well stick around. Like I can work down here.
1: And do you take turns visiting each city? Not
2: one to one but yeah. Yeah. One thing that I that we talked about in the very beginning was that we weren't going to keep score it wasn't going to be mm. because you can kind of weaponize that and say yeah well i visited you last time so you better come and visit me blah blah yep. i mean that's just not i don't think that's healthy i don't think that's fair and we're in um, different circumstances
3: too right totally like i i have all this free time that yeah, I can yeah, be flexible with. with. sammy right. makes way more money than i do the considerations are different yeah yeah, mm-hmm.
2: yeah. so what we decided was whichever one of us is able and willing to do it at any given time will be the one that does it so what usually happens is I tend to go up there slightly more frequently but for shorter trips so I'll go up once or twice a month for a weekend but and David will come down here slightly less frequently but for example right now he's here for two and a half weeks
1: that's a long time I know yeah
3: I mean I'm I'm a lucky guy when it comes to that stuff yeah I have other work down here and I have friends and family down here if Sammy needs a night to herself like tomorrow night for example (laughs) I I mean like yeah yeah.
0: because you're basically living together when you're here yeah. right yeah, so it's yeah. like you go
2: from not being
1: together to being t- mm-hmm. like really together yeah. mm-hmm. it's a drastic difference yeah it is
2: yeah and I tend to be the type of person who's hyper social also my job is just talking to people constantly I do I do user research so my whole job is just like mm-hmm. interviewing people and you know advocating for research and being in meetings and talking and expending a ton of energy sometimes when I get home at the end of the day I just don't I don't want to do don't want to things. open your mouth <laughs> yeah, at all so we've gotten really good Though about being able to say, like, I love you and go you, away. I <laughs> love you, go away. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah, You're like,
0: I'm finally seeing you, but please go away. Yeah. <laughs>
2: just for like three hours and then I'll start missing you intensely and text you annoyingly being like when are you coming home
1: the frequency in which you see each other Mm -hmm. even being long distance is probably more frequent than most people who are dating each other Mm. in San Francisco I think the
0: intensity too because you're like basically
1: living together
0: and spending Mm -hmm. all this time together
1: but the kind of the norm these days of going on dates is you see each other at most once a week and maybe once every other week it could be not long distance Mm. but they see each other actually less than you guys yeah but
0: not usually because you guys are what year and a half how long have you guys been officially dating since Uh, end of may
2: beginning of june of 2018 that was like
3: the last like here's what we're doing state of the union
2: so like you really put your foot down (laughs) (laughs) about this uh i went up to portland And, uh, again, I'm, I'm just going to blame a lot of stuff on living in the UK for a long time. (laughs) Um, we were sitting on your couch in your apartment downtown and you basically said, are you, are you my girlfriend? Are you going to be my girlfriend? Mm. And I got super uncomfortable and embarrassed and started sliding down the couch and my face went really red. (laughs) and i think i joked around i was like oh are we going steady now and you got very
1: serious why is this clear. why is this such an uncomfortable conversation for you sammy it's not necessarily
2: that conversation specifically it's more just the open Honest, oh. you know, like these are my feelings. What are your feelings? That's not something that I experienced a lot over yeah, the 12 years. British men are like, let's just drink. Yeah. Or even like all of my close friends, I mm. often have to shake them and, and just be like, tell me what you're actually feeling. <laughs> so that has been a real cultural adjustment for me mm. coming back to California. And, and maybe I lean on that a little bit too much as a crutch to explain <laughs> my behavior. What was it like a year before this? So mm-hmm. you had
0: already been like talking. You seeing each other for that year. And then this point, you put your foot down, David.
3: Yeah, I, I guess I, I felt like that we were getting to a place where it was possible to invest a lot of time and energy and, to, mm-hmm. and like, sort of, you know, do it on purpose instead of just, like, when it happened or when it mm-hmm. was fun or something. And I was like, but I don't want to do that if I feel like in a day of the week, Sammy could evaporate. Right. You know what I mean? Because this is
0: when Sammy had moved to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Do you think the fact that you knew that she was moving to San Francisco and the fact that you knew you were moving... Change the way the relationship progressed. For sure. Yeah. Like yeah. it had an end goal in mind.
1: Yeah. What is the end goal here? Have you guys talked about? Is, is this going to be a long distance for a long time? Or is there an expiration date? It's time to take a quick break and tell you about our coaching special. Just in time for Summer Romance, we're offering a special on half-hour coaching sessions with a dateable team. For the entire month of June, a 30-minute coaching session with either me or Julie will only be $50, regularly priced at $75. Just head to datablepodcastcom slash coaching and look for the summer special. Now back to the show. What is the end goal here? Have you guys talked about? Is is this going to be a long distance for a long time or is there an expiration date?
2: So our plan for 2019 was to make plans. Um, <laughs> okay. we're, the, we're fans of- <laughs> Me too. <laughs> of, yeah, we're fans of like the meta, you know, the yeah. meta lines, that's the meta just, plans. It's a good plan um, for everyone. Yeah, yeah. Make plans. Yeah. Make plans. <laughs> so so we're, yeah, make plans, everyone. Right now, the actual plan that we have made is that David's going to come and spend a more extended period of time here over the summer, about two months. And that's not necessarily a, you know, can we do it? Because we feel fairly confident at this point that we can. It's more just our lives are are both kind of coming to a series of crossroads, and there's a few different decisions we could make. They would affect our own lives and each other and our relationship very differently. And they're going to kind of be coming to a head at that point. So I think it's more just giving us the time and proximity to work through that together and make some big decisions together. And Um, what are some of these big decisions? So so, where will be living? So, I personally would love to eventually move into a professional situation where I can have a lot more freedom and flexibility, like mm-hmm. Dave David does. I keep wanting to call you Dave. I
3: mean, you get to call me. Okay, everybody you You and my uncles. I love <laughs> special treatment.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, I, w- I would love to be in a position more like the position that he's in where he can travel around. He can go to New York for a couple of weeks. You know, there are there are certain commitments and responsibilities that you have that you have to be in, in Portland for on a regular basis. But outside of those, you know, you have this like great ability to kind of move around and be where you want to be. And in my mind, we would have a home base that would very likely be Portland because it's so much cheaper than San Francisco. Mm, mm-hmm. And I also really love it there. And
1: I don't mind the rain because again,
2: <laughs> England. Uh...
1: <laughs> so the, the plan is ultimately, moved to Portland. Probably. Ish. What do you think the plan is? The plan is to
2: have a plan, <laughs> right? Let's talk about this. What do you think the plan is? Are we having a real conversation <laughs> right now? Like a live
1: <laughs> conversation with this couple? Let's just listen in. Yeah.
3: Got, there's stakes on the table. Ooh. It's not just like making a plan to make a plan. It's like this needs to be a conversation mm-hmm. between us. You know, there's some things that we're pretty clearly totally aligned on. There's other things where it's like, well, we're not really sure. And, and where we want to live in six months or a year or 10 years is definitely in the not really sure category. Mm. I'm not really worried about it. I'm just tired of not living in the same city as Sammy. Like that's kind of the extent Mm -hmm. of my feelings.
0: I guess like what is the end point like of long distance? Do you think Mm -hmm. like not knowing what that endpoint is sustainable or like
2: what advice would you give to people in this situation? I don't think it's a good idea to force an endpoint if one doesn't come about naturally. Neither one of you should feel like you're having to make a big compromise or sacrifice to fit that other person into your life. I think having it be a sort of ongoing conversation has been really helpful and it's more just understanding that you're both on the same page, that you want to work towards being in the same place as each other at some point, whenever that Mm -hmm. point kind of aligns for both of you. And that that's going to be as sort of equal as it possibly can be. And sometimes maybe, you know, I've I've been talking about applying to PhD programs. And a part of that conversation is, you know, what cities would work for you? Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not saying I'm going to choose my PhD program based on a list of cities that you give me, but it might affect the programs I apply to. If I'm choosing between two sort of equally ranked programs in terms of my interest, and one is in a city that you would like to live in or prefer to live in, then I'll choose that one. And maybe you'll make that sacrifice for me for five, years. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, and then I can pay that back to you in some way. I don't know. I think it's just it's a moving target and it's about having a conversation and and not kind of keeping score and making sure that you're coming to that decision and coming to that end point and end goal together. What do you think?
3: Hmm. Yeah, that sounds right to me, for sure. I mean, of course it is, right? Like <laughs> we've, <us> we've, one. <laughs> we've, been, we've been working on this theory for a while together. Yeah. But the only thing I'd add is like, you know, if you'd asked me a year ago, I wasn't so attached to the notion of being in the same city as you, right? Because okay. we weren't as far along. Like, it wasn't like we had a bad then and we have a good now. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like, that's what made sense then. Yeah. Right. Um, and it was super exciting to get to travel and see you. And it was like, felt just fine to be able to focus on my own life in Portland, you know, when you weren't there. I still missed you, but like, it was just a different balance yeah. at the time. Yeah, we do talk about that, the model of just like having it be a conversation because it does shift over time. And that's like, that's fine. I can imagine folks for whom maybe they stay in that spot for a really long time of being comfortable in different cities. You know, maybe they both have kids or something. That's not
1: a good point, though. Like, I feel like (laughs) being in limbo when you're in a long-distance relationship Mm. is probably a very dangerous point. Because you end up having these separate lives that you're Mm. so comfortable with. And even though you're in a relationship, you have no joint life together. Mm. I think what
0: David's saying, if I'm getting this right, is... Is like if that's where you are and you guys are both on the same page that you are enjoying your lives and also enjoying mm-hmm. the time together it could work mm-hmm. but if one person is like I want to be like all in with this person see them every day and all of that that's when you get into like more mm-hmm. of a limbo so you kind of have to be on the same yeah. page but
1: I know a couple they were married then they were long distance and when they first became long distance it was purely for financial reasons mm-hmm. the husband found a better job in California and she stayed in Colorado mm-hmm. so they said well this is better for our finances let's just keep it long distance for now until I'm able to find a job in California seven years go by okay wow he went from job to job to job couldn't find anything that was super stable but loved his life in California mm-hmm. and she has a really big network in, in Colorado her mom is there with her so she's happy where she is seven years has gone by there is absolutely no end mm-hmm. point they're married mm-hmm. and they're both perfectly happy yeah. living separate lives yeah. so then what's the point to be in a relationship at that point, right? I guess point, you right? still
2: have that compatibility in that person. There's a thing that David used to say to me and still probably says to me sometimes, but less now because we're becoming more conventional. He always used to say, instead of failing at something old, let's try to succeed at something new. Like, why do those have to be the parameters of a relationship? Uh-huh. Is being in a relationship defined by living in the same place, sharing the same space? Mm. Is that really a necessity? And if a different setup is working for two people, for both of them equal. True. And they're both yeah. happy. I would argue that that's actually the point of being in a relationship: is mm. having somebody who loves you and supports you, and who makes you happy no matter what the actual circumstances are.
0: So, can yeah. I add one
2: question that yes. I've been dying to know?
0: Because oh. I feel like that's all great, right? But then there's <laughs> a, <laughs> that's great the but, physical uh, side, right? Because mm. I have my own opinion of this, but like I had my very brief long distance. It felt like we were like becoming just friends, mm. and then there was a turning point. But I would. Love to hear what your turning points have been and ways that you've been able to kinda keep the spark alive yeah. despite not being sex, able to sex, sex,
1: sex. Well, what do you do? Not just
0: intimacy, <laughs> just sex. Like, even like, physical touch. Yeah, I feel yeah. like there's so much about a relationship of intimacy yeah. that like you get from being physically with that person. Yeah, that part that was hard to
3: get used to. Yeah. For me. That yeah. was really like I, I feel like at this point as the gaps between seeing each other have shortened. It's like less rough, but just like you're saying, yeah, even just holding hands is meaningful, much less yeah. than sex. I don't know. I don't like. I never have had a hard time keeping the spark alive for you.
2: We definitely have moments when we're apart for a while, where you're looking at this person on Facetime, and there is like a physical aching where you're like, mm. oh god, I just wish you were laying next to me so yeah. I could like put my hand on your chest, or <laughs> right. I, yeah, not even anything necessarily yeah. overtly sexual. Yeah, we've never had an issue keeping the spark live. We don't necessarily partake in phone sex. We have a couple times. It's not something that is like very regular I, for I'm us. I'm too
3: goofy for you. Too right? goofy. <laughs> <laughs> I just like – I make such a fucking joke out of it. And you're does. just like, all right, I can't – Well, I that's why we have
2: reverted to something else, oh. which I would highly recommend, which uh, we call naked miming. So oh, – Get ready for this. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Like, notes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um so because we're bo- we're both probably too goofy for like FaceTime sex. <laughs> well, we so just don't talk. <laughs> <laughs> so No, no, we-
3: no, much stupider. So Get ready. <laughs> you you
2: got to start by being on FaceTime and sh- Shocker both being naked and you take turns giving the other person something to mime. So the person has to like But get, like not sexy but things. But like not sexy things. No, <laughs> it's like you're walking down the street <laughs> and you turn to your left and all of a sudden you see a truck barreling towards you and you're terrified and that person has to like get out of bed and they oh can see that yeah, Have is, you, is, you
0: ever had anyone walk in on you doing this? Because that would be amazing.
1: Luckily, I am alone.
3: <laughs> oh, and my roommates are the terrified of coming into my room yeah. now. this
1: it. is what's keeping room. the spark alive yo, yo, i mean not- <laughs> <laughs> the whole time we thought it would be something else i was thinking like one of those sex like remote t- vibrators yeah. Yeah. maybe but yeah. no, no naked miming appears. that's no,
3: it just,
2: that's the key to a long-term relationship
3: yeah, it just, this is what <laughs> us us failing at at the other stuff devolved into it was just like all right well
2: i don't think we're cool enough for phone sex
1: I think I but, cool. <laughs> <to be laughs> <yourself? laughs> but why do you But why do you have to be naked for this Because it's naked. so much funnier <laughs> it's so much
2: funnier, This has happened though,
3: twice I. total It's, okay. like, so it's like
2: happened a like a four regular time. Time. <laughs> It's happened like four times And is this yeah.
1: something like you intentionally say Like okay now it's 7 o'clock
2: <laughs> <laughs> It's <laughs> just if is the stars it... align You know if we're both <laughs> naked Which is you know happens regularly If we're both going to bed Because despite living in it, places that have earthquakes We both sleep naked
1: which is probably not totally wise yeah. And You can't let
3: the earthquakes win
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> True. so you, you're like you happen to be naked already um, yeah and you're feeling a little goofy and it's like hey show me
3: basketball player drives tank these oh are like God. scenarios yeah
0: you yeah. guys <laughs> I I like, have thought this out Is there like an online site I'm like, I thought it was
1: like mime a panda you <laughs> know yeah. no it was like a panda eating a leaf while taking a dog so yeah. I mean, yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. that's
3: a good one yeah. that's, that's a good it. one try that one <laughs> so, so have you guys was, like
2: ever sexting like dirty text or no some yeah Some. you do more than I do yeah and usually I'm at work and I'm like, You have to stop. <laughs> yeah. uh, I love you. I just opened iMessenger on my laptop in a meeting room with oh, about- <laughs> yeah. I've
3: had that happen too, where I get ones from you and I open it like in a coffee shop and I'm just Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, we do we do pictures. Oh you oh, do pictures. Um, okay. That's trust. See, yeah. Yeah.
0: See keep the spark alive by the same. Do you guys
2: use um did you guys (laughs) use WhatsApp
0: a lot when you were abroad? Or was it mostly FaceTime?
2: Yeah, we had a, a, a sort of evolution. From Facebook Messenger to WhatsApp to then iMessenger when I got a US number. Mm. That was our that was our sort of chat evolution. But we, <laughs> we realized we had been talking on Facebook Messenger for so long when we realized one day that we could be WhatsApping this whole time. And I think it was there was like a weird intimacy to that even because it was like, Oh, we have to exchange phone numbers. We have oh. No, we would have because no, we were um, video chatting through Facebook Messenger for a while too.
0: Well, that's I, the nice part about technologies; it has made like long distance a lot easier, a lot more doable, a lot, yeah. lot more doable.
1: But even with that, so we've been hearing a lot of highlights of mm-hmm. your long distance yeah. relationship. What about some of the lowlights? Were there any points in this relationship where you thought? I'm giving up. I can't do this anymore.
3: When we were in New York and we were both like pretty stressed out, there were a couple times where was like, "Man, I'm not sure." It wasn't like I'm out of here, but it was like, "Jesus, I don't know." Mm-hmm. You know.
1: But that's when you were together. Yeah, shit. I mean, oh, yeah. It, and, but
3: I think it was left. It was feelings from having been apart. Really, you know, it was mm-hmm. like not knowing how to be together yet. Yeah. I don't know. Like sometimes it's been when we've been apart for over a month. Sometimes it's frustrating, but I never felt like I don't want to see Sammy, and I just felt like. God, get this over with you know yeah
2: like, mm. i think that's totally true i have never had that feeling when we've been apart you know we mentioned before that when we were in new york and then london the the trip when we were in like new york london scotland there was just a big buildup of a lot of really stressful things happening in both of our lives
3: and we and we weren't good at talking about it yet yeah we, we mm. were
2: really equipped if anything we weren't really equipped for being together at that point in physically in the same space together at that point which is why you know two days into this two-week road trip in Scotland we were in St Andrews and we just had you know all of this stuff that had been building up in New York you know we weren't very happy and then in London I was distracted and stressed and he was distracted and stressed and you know we got to Scotland and we were staying with my friend's mom so we were you know on our best behavior but not really feeling very intimate with each other and then by the time we got to St Andrews it just sort of all kind of blew up in our faces and There was a moment where we were both just like, I don't know if I can do the rest of this trip with you. Wow! And we ended up just having a really, really long, really honest conversation about everything that was going on and everything that had led to that and ways that we had been communicating with each other, or probably in my case, hadn't been communicating with each other. And then we ended up having the most incredible two weeks together Mm. after that, after all that stuff was kind of aired. but. I think for us, it's always been trying to get used to being together at different points as we've been learning how to communicate with each other and what the other person will respond to and expect from us. And yeah, we're yeah, super different. We're
0: in how very very different. Different. That's any relationship, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah.
1: So what is some advice you would give to people? Let's say I struggle with this learning how to be together mm-hmm. because... Like, for example, my boyfriend and I see each other only on weekends. So we have a whole week of not seeing each other. Mm -hmm. And when we do see each other, it's sort of shocking to me Mm -hmm. in a way. Mm -hmm. I have to, like, ease my way into it Mm because I'm not, like, used to having someone with me. What's some advice you give to couples just trying to ease their way into Mm -hmm. being together and learning how to be together? One thing that's been really big for me
2: that I think was a huge adjustment for us was feeling okay with having time together be kind of mundane and boring. And it's something that I brought up with David before because I would get the feeling that he wanted everything to be special and magical and romantic and you know, life can't always be that way. Mm -hmm. And my point to him has always been whether or not he actually thinks that, um, and we'll let him, we'll let him speak to that. Um, (laughs) But my point to him has always been, you know, we have to be okay with the mundanity of day-to-day life. We have to be okay with the fact that sometimes we'll be in bad moods around each other. Sometimes one of us is going to want to do things and the other one isn't. And it's okay if we go our separate ways for an evening, or it's okay if we just Mm want to sit on the couch and watch movies and actually not talk to to each other. You know, we're not wasting time together. We're mm. just spending a different kind of time together. I could totally mm. see that because you're like,
0: every minute's precious because yeah. I'm not always with you. So right. like, how do we maximize it? But that's just not the way life it's is It's not sustainable.
2: Yeah. And sometimes, I mean, if you're someone like me who kind of operates on these highs and lows of expending a lot of energy and then really needing to recharge, if I don't get that recharge time, I turn into what I might describe as a monster. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> rather than kind of, pushing myself and then becoming aggravated and irritable just being able to say like it it took a while for us to get to that point of me being able to communicate to him that I needed that time in that space Mm. um So I think it's just sort of being comfortable with the boring and the mundane, being honest with your partner when you do see them, if you're not maybe feeling as excited as you feel like you should and having that be okay. And I think it's always going to be a little weird. I don't think there's any getting around that. There's Mm -hmm. always going to be that little jolt. Transition period. Yeah. And I think that's okay too. All of these things are just a part of life and a part of um, trying to build a relationship with someone. And it's probably good that you feel a little weird because you're excited and you have so much you want to say and so much you want to do and it's hard to kind of temper that that energy and that like jolt at first but right. yeah david what about, what
3: about you i i'm hesitant to give advice because i feel like m- most of our successes have come from winging it anyway <laughs>
1: that's very that's true. the best trial and error yeah. right
3: yeah i mean yeah, I mean, maybe that's the best advice I could give is just if it's working on your terms, that's great. The trick is just to, like, actually figure out what that is. You know, yeah. I think, like, prior to that's you moving advice. to San Francisco, I had it wrapped up this whole thing in my head about what it means for David that same is moving to San Francisco. And that caused some issues for you, also for me, like, internally between us, because it was, like, not connected to reality, mm-hmm. not connected, you know, but, like, once we sort of got past that and figured out what we were the project we were actually working on not mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. sort of like some notion of what we're calling the relationship or something mm-hmm. and it was like well it'll sort itself out you know yeah. I, I'm fortunate in that Sammy is pretty good at being like no to this yes to that you know mm-hmm. whatever and like and so that makes it pretty clear for me
1: very decisive yeah that's good <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: so I guess were there any moments that you were like like why am I doing this like could be easier to have a relationship with someone that's in my own city like what kept you guys going Going
3: with this. It was awesome for me how far away you were at the beginning. Yeah. Was, uh, yeah Because I was like, yeah. I, I was so like safe and it was so fun. Yeah. And like, what's, what's the worst that could happen? So this where like, you
0: were at that is moment. This was just like rad. Yeah. yeah. Like there's a
3: beautiful, intelligent woman. Who lives on the other side of a fucking ocean. Like this is a dream come true. <laughs> like, That's
2: so interesting. Yeah. I, I think it's really important to take into consideration that we were both coming out of really yeah. intense, really yeah. long term relationships. And actually for us, we've lucked into this weird kind of um like dipping our toes in situation where we started out super far away and then we became closer and cared about each other more and you know the distance lessened and it allowed us to kind of build up to that and, and build that sort of need for each other and that trust in each other and it's kind of mirrored our healing if god that's so cheesy no, that's but it's yeah. mirrored our healing yeah. in a lot of ways and I, I i think it was the best possible scenario for us given the circumstances i don't think we could have handled that kind kind of intensity with somebody who lived down the road no Mm because just like you're
3: talking about you know most folks when they're dating might not see each other as much as Sammy and I do we're We're the people who tend to dial things up to 11 we're gonna see each other every day right Mm -hmm. like whatever it may be and so (laughs) no
1: matter what
3: (laughs) yeah it's just yeah so like but we you know but the circumstances didn't allow for that Mm -hmm. and so
0: so it kind Mm -hmm. of forced you to take it slower Mm -hmm. and it kind of let you just gradually organically develop something opposed to like have the pressure to be like in a relationship Mm -hmm. be serious all of that immediately
2: yeah yeah it allowed us to build something really different and let's keep in mind that taking things slower consisted of our second date being a two week road trip and our third date being (laughs) spending an entire month together right but imagine if you met and you were both in the same city I mean it probably would have blown up in our faces really quickly yeah Yeah. Yeah,
3: I think so and you know you were talking before about like the sort of things you learn from being in long distance relationships and I think that was great for me you know Mm -hmm. to have to actually like Mm -hmm. sit there and experience my feelings
2: instead of just like unloading them
1: I but. think sometimes we replace feelings with affection or physical mm-hmm. touch mm-hmm. and we feel like as long as I'm touching my partner, we don't need to be talking yeah. about feelings. So when you are long- That distance,
3: doesn't sound like me. <laughs> I, can, I can see you thinking that, whereas I would be like, oh, no, enough of this. I think you're, e- him. you're
2: equal parts touching and talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> long distance and <laughs> yeah. right next yeah. to each other. Yeah. So this is a good segue.
1: Let's talk about some takeaways of this conversation.
0: A lot yeah. of good stuff here.
1: I used to think, because I've had a few very short-lived long-distance relationships mm. that lasted maybe three or four months. And my biggest gripe was we never had an end date. I always mm-hmm. thought with long distance relationships, that's what you need. You mm-hmm. need like, yeah. this end date expiration. When are you going to be together? But what I'm hearing from you guys is what you really need to be working on is working towards a goal together. Mm-hmm. And that goal could be totally different. And the goal for you guys is to, to see each other more and be in the same, same city at some point, mm-hmm. but also keep working on this relationship at the same time. So two people just need to be on the same page. Yeah, It doesn't have to be a Force end date. Yeah. The other takeaway I have is, and I've heard this from other couples too, is when you want to maximize time as a couple, you tend to Schedule things back to back to back because you're like, we got to experience this and this and this. It's not just long distance, but even for couples going on vacation, it's so necessary to schedule some downtime. Yeah. So I've had couples tell me, like, we schedule time just to just read or sit by the pool or I go shopping and he does something else. So scheduling that like normal time Mm -hmm. is actually just as important as scheduling all the adventures that you That's have. That's a really good point. One really quick actual like
2: actionable piece of advice that I will give spe- speaking of scheduling is we have a joint calendar mm-hmm. and that is so useful. And we do actually, and by we I mean usually usually Dave.
3: I love a, love a Google calendar. I know.
2: and, it, and <laughs> so I love a good. Google calendar. That shit's so
3: color-coded and all my notifications are oh, it, God, it's beautiful. It, it,
2: it, it genuinely makes me so attracted to you and I remember, <laughs> <laughs> I remember the day you made it I was like beside myself it was it was a real was, was this
1: like a naked google calendar no, making session there was no, like <laughs> oh, naked. this yeah. is a yeah. meme this yeah. is a meme
3: that
2: should I, happen there's a
3: pretty good chance I was naked
1: so we do yeah that's true so we
2: do schedule downtime for when we're together but it's super useful because we schedule in we'll put in when one of us is going to be visiting the other one and then because I've become close with his group of friends in Portland and because he, his group of of friends and my group of friends in san francisco are one and the same we do tend to have a lot of things scheduled in when you're both having different conversations with different people there's a lot of opportunity to double book yeah.
1: and then get annoyed
2: with each other about things so one thing that we and you are so much better about this than i am actually just yesterday he was like tell me all the plans that you've made so i can put them in the calendar and i was like okay <laughs> um, But actually doing something like that has been so helpful for keeping track of how much time are we spending with other people? How much time are we spending just by ourselves? How much downtime are we having, Mm -hmm. you know, family versus friends, you know, your friends versus my friends, all that kind of stuff. I actually highly recommend a shared, shared calendar for long distance couples. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think my biggest takeaway is like, I feel like a lot of times you're like, you have a very defined end goal in mind Mm -hmm. and a lot of times with long distance. you're like, what's the opportunity cost? Mm -hmm. Like, is this going to keep going forever Mm -hmm. and I'm Mm -hmm. never actually going to end up being with this person? You're so focused on the future Mm -hmm. and I think you guys were pretty much focused on the present. You're like, I Mm. enjoy talking to this person. I enjoy being with them when I can. If I can't be with them for three months, that's fine too but I think also some of it was where you were in life. So I think it sounded like both of you were kind of okay with this because you were working on yourselves dealing with your own stuff. So I think it really comes down to like, if you can have a long distance relationship some of it's like your own internal factors too mm-hmm. like if you're the type of person that's like I want to be with my partner every day have children get married live in the same city whatever it is like maybe that's not for you mm-hmm. but if you're mm-hmm. someone that can be more like exploratory go with, yeah go with mm-hmm. the flow see where it is take the moment enjoy each other mm-hmm. then you guys seem just as close <laughs> as any other
3: couple that spends
0: if not closer exactly because
1: <laughs> you spend all that time naked talking <laughs> <laughs> right no,
3: it's when I do the koala bear driving a semi truck that really oh
0: that's a a good that seals the deal my last takeaway is like there's no right way to do a relationship like everyone i think like david said this it's like what works for you and your partner Mm -hmm. and that could be what works for you and it might not be what works for Mm -hmm. you but
2: as long as you two it works on your terms that's all that really Mm -hmm. matters absolutely yeah there is no formula for a long distance relationship because there's no formula for a non-long distance relationship yeah yep
1: trial and yeah. error so, <laughs> sorry anyone
2: who thought they were going to get the uh the formula for a <laughs> no i thought no, we, we got, got yeah. it, we got yeah. it. We got a oh yeah formula. okay you're in guys, the fucking mentality, mentality. The fucking <laughs> mentality. Yes. Yeah.
1: yeah two of the biggest takeaways anything else any last parting words of advice for anyone who's entering into a long distance relationship or thinking about it what would you tell them mm.
3: I would say, try try to get something out of the frustration of being apart. Like, try to have that be personally meaningful. I certainly found it to be for me. Mm. That, like, I was doing creative things with it, and I was driving conversations with friends, mm. and it was like, encouraging me to be romantic towards Sammy, and... It's going to probably suck sometimes. So like, what are you going to get in trade for that? You know, mm. and not only did I get, you know, Sammy in trade for it, but I also like had some personal stuff where it was like, oh yeah, I'm actually learning here. It can't just suck or you'll bail out.
0: That's like such a good point. If you're sitting there like being like, when are we going to talk? When are we mm-hmm. going to talk? Like you're going to drive yourself crazy True. and be unsatisfied by the relationship. Yeah.
1: Maximize your time, yeah. whether yeah. together or not. Yeah. I think the biggest learning for me, and this this definitely isn't specific to a long
2: distance Relationship, but I think our distance is is what emphasized this. Is just really being willing to compromise with someone because you love and care about them. Our differences in communication style, although this might not be evident because we're both just like super verbose, loud hmm. individuals, but when it when it comes down to the nitty gritty, David's a much more open person who wants to communicate about things all of the time, and he wants to talk about his feelings and he wants to talk about how we communicate things to each other which are all very important topics. I am not that type of person naturally. And I tend to see a lot more value in silence and action and sort of nonverbal ways of, of communicating and becoming close to people. And we've both done a lot of compromising to meet somewhere in the middle. And I don't, again, I don't think that that's uh, unique to being long distance, but I think our distance yeah, has really yeah. brought that out in a big way. And I'm really grateful that that's a lesson that I've been able to learn through that experience. That's really, Great. Love it.
1: Cool. Well, you guys who are entering into long distance relationships, I think this is a great relationship to learn from. <laughs> even if you're not, I think this I, is that's a great true. That's true. To, learn uh, from. to me, a long distance relationship is from like Knob Hill to the mission. Like that's a long distance relationship. <laughs> Oakland, yeah. definitely. Oakland. I can't even. That's just. <laughs> Cross the bridge. That's basically <laughs> London and Portland yeah. to me. <laughs> Need a minus the time for that. zone. Yeah. <laughs> How do we deal with the time zone? Oakland (laughs) I'm about to do this We are always learning from each other as well. Even though you guys are still learning as you go Mm -hmm. along, but we're learning from you two. Thank you for sharing your journey. If we're all, all of our listeners, if you're going through something similar or something very opposite, here's my wish list. I want to hear from you if you've been in a long distance relationship for five years or more. I want to hear from you. Or one that didn't go well, failed long distance relationship. I also want to hear from you if you've been in a long distance relationship where you've never met each other in real life. I know those exist. I want to hear from you too. Cool. All right. Let's wrap this up. Thank you guys so much again Thank for telling you. your story. This is wonderful. And uh, last but not least, stay stable. Your action item for this week is to recognize that relationships come in all different types. There's no one right way to do it. So if you find yourself in a situation that may seem unconventional or not exactly how you pictured it, instead of dismissing it, try to figure out the craziest, wildest, most out-of-the-box way to make it work, and then scale it back to reality from there. You know, they say, if there's a will, there's a way. There's no impossible when all parties involved are up for the challenge. Want to continue the conversation? First, tag us in any post with hashtag stay dateable. Then head on over to our website, datablepodcast.com. There you'll find all the episodes as well as articles, videos, and our coaching services with vetted industry experts. You can also find our premium why series, where we dissect, analyze, and offer solutions to some of the most common dating conundrums. To connect with us, find Datable Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We're also downloadable on Spotify, iTunes, and other podcast platforms. Your feedback is valuable to us, so don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes. And most importantly, remember to stay dateable.